This program is financially supported by the fundings from the European Commission. You're listening to the EBU Access Card, the first official podcast from the EBU about assistive technology for blind and partially sighted people. Welcome to the first EBU Access Cast. Here with me, I have Jacob Rosen, or Jakob Rosen. Jakob, basically. yes. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, Jakob is coming from Estonia, from Tallinn. Yes, exactly. And uh, I'm originally coming from Croatia, but I moved to Luxembourg uh, a, while, a while ago. So we are going to present you the EBU Access Cast, which is our first podcast from the EBU about assistive technology for people with visual impairment. Yes, exactly. We try to bring you the latest and the greatest of all the apps and the devices, uh, what we can um, talk and see about, and uh, obviously... If we get uh, something new um, to our hands, we hope to, well, obviously talk about this, but uh, give you a demo as well. Why not? Of course. So what you can expect from us in the future episodes is we are going to have the reviews of the certain apps and the gadgets, and we are going to give some, uh, let's say, European perspective towards... uh, all the things that we are going to discuss because we realize that there are a bunch of different podcasts about the assistive technology but most of them are coming from the US which of course we don't have anything against but of course when we have to talk about the European perspective and the multi-language multilingual issues uh, yeah then it's better to have uh, somebody who can Tell you more. Yeah, exactly. Give you give you more perspective. I, for sure. example, a few uh, days, a lot of days anymore, weeks ago, discovered that um, s- my Google Home can um, say some things in Estonian already, which is a big major step forward because there have been, um, you know, there hasn't been a good Estonian text-to-speech voice actually uh, okay. so far, and uh, now Google took um, matters into its own hands and uh, did. Not a, not an obviously very good one, but because it's first trial, I guess. But it's it's something, and it actually can do Estonian for a bit. So that's quite great, actually. What I I I, I think so. Yeah. Um, not so. Not sure how many first Estonian listeners we were gonna have, but you know, um, here's some local news as well. I think we should do a little introduction uh, to ourselves, though. Um, oh sure. Who we sure, are yes. and why we are here, because. Uh, right now it's just two of us, but um, uh, we hope to have um, in future podcasts two other hosts as well: uh, Bart from uh, Belgium and uh, Birkir from um, from US. But uh, today it's just two of us, so uh, I think we should do the introductions. Uh, my name is Mario Percinic. I'm coming from Croatia, but right now I am based in Luxembourg. Uh, by the profession, I am the IT specialist, and I've, I finished computer science and the pedagogy on the university in Zagreb. And uh, besides computer fields, uh, assistive technologies, uh, 
accessibility analysis and so on. I am also a musician and uh, basically I combine these uh, two things together at the moment, and not only for the moment, but for, for a long, long time. So basically if, if I'm not in some office working on the accessibility improvements or uh, checking the gadgets, what's going on uh, for, for blind and for basically visually impaired people, I'm playing around, <laughs> <laughs> which is nice because, uh, for example, in Luxembourg, uh, when I moved, you get to know uh, lots of different places where you haven't been. So that's really good. It's really good. For a few years, I'm a member of the EBU uh, Committee to the Access and Technology. So we decided uh, a while ago that we will do a podcast and that's where we are today. Yes, exactly. Uh, because we both like to, we all like to talk. So that's what we uh, try to do. Uh, my name is Jakob Rosin. Uh, or Rosin. Uh, I am from Tallinn, Estonia. And uh, yes, my uh, part of my job is talking because I work as a radio host um, in Estonian public broadcasting in um, in Radio Two, which is a uh, sort of sort of like BBC Radio One in UK, uh, okay. which is the best re- reference. Um, we play all sorts of um, music. So I, I do morning shows there. Um, I have studied journalism, so um, my other job is being a technology reporter in um, one of Estonia's um, technology news uh, portals. So I uh, write stuff there, do reviews, and um, and uh, and write uh, news stories. In fact, I just a few days ago got a uh, a robot vacuum cleaner uh, to my house for testing. Uh, a thing which I have never seen. I have I have never had a robotic vacuum cleaner, so it's very interesting uh, to see how uh, this performs. And uh, maybe I will uh, throw in a demo in some future podcast about this as well, because you know I even if I don't cover accessibility in all my reviews, I still am interested in that. And um, my accessibility-related work usually takes place in um, Estonian Blind Union, um, where I uh, do. Um, provides information and um, consulting on uh, accessibility. So basically when somebody, um, some some kind of firm comes to us and says we want to make our uh, website accessible, then I usually do the user testing or help find people who could do this and give them ideas and tips how to do things uh, better. So uh, yes, that's in short what I am doing. Actually, I wanted to raise the question for you because you mentioned that you are working on making reviews for your uh, yes uh, technical portal mm-hmm. uh, do you write just like the general reviews or sometimes you are referring to the accessibility standards oh, um, stuff and- I don't I don't usually refer to the standards um, I usually give the information about accessibility being accessibility as well but I have to like take this account that um, m- most of our readers, or nearly all of our readers, are are sighted and they don't mm-hmm. have yeah. visual impairments. So I don't always write about that, but obviously I will uh, throw it in there. Um, but unfortunately, well, um, what I cannot do, I I can't be um, in this case. I had this debate actually 
for for this vacuum cleaner because this vacuum cleaner basically you if you if you um you when you're connected you have to, to connect it to your app on your phone um, but to do that you have to scan a barcode which is printed on the on the robot and it's mm-hmm. very hard to find it so i so i was there lying on the floor with my phone and uh, waved my phone over the robot for like half an hour until it found the barcode and scanned it and i already wanted to say no but i realized like okay i cannot really do this because um you know this is this is my sort of exclusive problems which 99% of our readers wouldn't experience i obviously will write it there uh, but uh yeah um let's see uh what my opinion will be but uh yes i i, I obviously mention uh, the accessibility uh factor there but um but you know, in all stories, I cannot do this because, of course, for, for example, I, I I wrote a news article or not a news article. I wrote a story about how do they um, um, how do they uh, uh, drive how do drivers drive uh, the trams uh, in the public transport of the city. So I actually got to drive one. So there is there is very little in accessibility field which I can cover, but it was interesting anyway. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now, and now. Accessibility in the news. So for our first episode for today, we got a few news reports regarding the tech events that happened recently in the last few days slash weeks. And uh, one of them that uh, was recently uh, reviewed in all the mainstream media uh, was Google I.O. conference oh, yes. 20, 2018, which was... Uh, launched as always in the Google's main headquarters in the Mountain View, California. And uh, obviously Google has to say lots of things every every year for their upcoming things and releases. But uh, what we can see for last, uh, well, few years, I would say five, six years, definitely, we can always see that uh, besides their launch of uh, various gadgets and uh, and the applications that they do, uh, Google also has a separate accessibility-related uh, workshops slash um, showrooms to show their products. And obviously this was the case uh, this year. So um, um, they one of, one of the things what they were showing this year was... Uh, where, where the upcoming news for the uh, accessibility stuff in Android P, which is going to be Android 9. And uh, from what we know right now, uh, Android P is in the second beta stage uh, for Pixel devices. And Google uh, did something that me as as android user i i really i'm really happy to see that that is that they expanded the range of devices which are able to uh subscribe to their beta program oh, yes. for the android because previously only people who owned google devices uh, such as nexus devices before and now the google pixel devices could test uh the newest beta versions of the android uh, but right now, the range of the devices which are able to test the devices uh, changed. Not radically, but now, let's say, five to six more vendors uh, 
are able to jump jump in the bandwagon and test test the the Google Android. And one of the things which uh, which they showed on the accessibility workshop uh, was their newest application, which, for, in my opinion, is kind of uh, similar to the Microsoft Seeing AI, uh, which is currently available for iPhone devices. And uh, this application is going to be called Lookout. Uh, so what, what, they've, what, what they've said is that the Lookout will be able to uh, scan the surroundings basically with with your cam, uh, with your camera on the, of of the phone, and basically tell you uh, what it can see. Um, and they also added the option of having the OCR, <clears throat> which is able to recognize the uh, text from the pictures. Um, and they also made the new version of the Google accessibility scanner. And uh, all of these things are coming out this summer, basically. We don't know the dates yet because they haven't announced the date, but uh, it's going to be soon enough. This summer. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, with a look at it, one thing which is interesting there, what I haven't seen, well, we haven't seen it in action really yet. There was one little demo video. But uh, what a lookout would do, uh, according to their description, is it uses machine learning and um, all this clever algorithms to determine what information do you really need at the moment. So uh, based on the descriptions, it should be able to recognize things you would mostly need. Like, for example, if you walk into the room, it would be able to tell you uh, there is a couch at uh, at, the, at three o'clock, for example, mm -hmm. or, or there's going to be a, an exit, side, uh, exit sign at 12. And uh, what how they have solved one um, uh, using the app is you don't have to hold your phone all the time. What they talked about is you you have a way to, for example, put your um, put your phone into your breast pocket, and when you tap on your phone, you you don't have to tap on the screen. We just uh, pr like knock on the phone; it will announce the um, what what it can see, for example. So I think that's one of the interesting things because when uh, when you are maybe navigating with a guide dog or or using a using a white cane, you don't want to also have another hand busy with your phone. So yeah, this correct. is one good idea. We we still yet have to see how how good it works. Um, how good it works and I uh, I really like to see uh, Google expanding the range of lookout in terms of uh, available devices because mm -hmm. from what I what I what I noticed is that they said that it's going to be available for now only in the US first and only for the Google Pixel devices. Yeah, that's where they start. Let's hope they will bring it to more devices because Google Pixel ones are at the more expensive end, which many people could not probably afford. Uh, yeah. So that's that's going to be a trouble. Another interesting thing which I <clears throat> collected from the Google I.O. was their demo of, um, of the Google Assistant's uh, new feature which can oh, that was awesome. Which can it was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. It can. I found it really awesome. It can call up a restaurant, and um, then uh, it can uh, uh, basically uh, book a table for you. You just have to say to your uh, assistant, Google assistant, like um, book me a table for five people 
tomorrow at eight o'clock in um, I don't know Mac McDonald's. <laughs> Um, so and it and would call up and it would call to the uh, to the restaurant and talk to them with a perfectly human voice and mm -hmm. that was it was again obviously a demo but that was pretty impressive how it worked. How happening out here? Hi, I'm calling to book a women's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May third. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sure, what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m. We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like, what service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. And they also, they also showed the example uh, of the same Google Assistant, which is going to be called Duplex, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, uh, for the situation where the person would reserve uh, a haircut. Yeah. And uh, that that worked also quite nicely. Yeah, it, there, there was I think there was even the thing that the times they requested weren't actually available. So the yeah, assistant correct. looked probably to the owner's calendar and uh, saw that there was another time free, so they booked that in, uh, instead. So I think you know the, the the idea of it is 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 very crazy. Obviously, there have been like discussions already in, on the internet, like should the assistant let the person they're calling to uh, know that they're talking with a robot or not. So there's there's this side, um, but um, it's 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 definitely very interesting development, and uh, I'm not sure how um, how much easier it would make the lives of visually impaired people because once you have the phone number, you can call them yourself. But it definitely mm -hmm. would be a great success uh, and great help to people who maybe have hard of speaking or hard of hearing, so they could just uh, maybe tap a button on their phone or something um, and uh, give in the command and the phone or, or the Google Assistant would uh, do the talking. So that would be interesting ways to see how, how that gets utilized. Yeah, obviously, the, all these things what are we talking about uh, is going to be covered in English for now. And uh, the Google Assistant, uh, for now, it's going to do all these reservations probably only in English. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm really curious to see how it will expand towards the other languages because what we can see right now is that all the companies such as Google and Amazon are launching their devices such as Google Home or Amazon yep. Echo to the other countries in the world, including the European countries. So... I think that it's a matter of time until we can see, for example, Google Home reserving a table for you in French. Why, why not? Why not? German. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Google said that they want the assistant to be available in more than thirty languages in 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 this in during this year. So they're definitely working on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that that will be really that will be really interesting. Oh yes, I'm I'm personally using uh, Google Home for for a lot of things, and um, I I I do I'm very interested in this topic of uh, 
of like home assistant speakers and things like that. Which which home do you have? I have the Google have Home, the, 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 the first one, the Google Home, oh, the, the regular one. one. Yeah, I I want to buy the big one and one small one, so I can put <laughs> the small one into my bathroom and the big one into my bedroom, so I have like a full set and the full whole house can be controlled by a voice. So uh, <laughs> let's see how that goes. There's another the, news, um, the popular um, and uh, very helpful uh, community for Apple um, people who, who are using Apple products. AppleVis uh, has mm-hmm. opened their 2018 uh, iOS Hall of Fame. Um, so you can, um, there, are, there are several nominees, several apps which have shown great dedication towards accessibility and uh, who have done many good things uh, to make their apps, uh, the, the developers have made, made the developers have done uh, many good things to make their apps accessible. So now you can go to applevis.com, and if you are a user, you can um, give your votes in and uh, vote for your favorite app. Let's let's see what apps are here. Um, there is Black Box, which is a very cool uh, puzzle game. I uh, Mario, you are using Android, right? Right. Okay. But. My partner in in house, <laughs> uh-huh. she uses she uses iPhone. Okay, uh, okay. And, and she's also a blind user, so I'm aware. You're of aware of the, the yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, Black Box. I have played this game. It is a very, um, very interesting game because it uh, does puzzles and um, it gives you tasks which are very very different, uh, which you would expect. And it uses all of the sensors of iPhone. I don't want to spoil you the game because. It's it's it, it isn't fun if you wouldn't know that. But I just give you one example because there are like hundreds of ways to uh, solve puzzles. One example, mm-hmm. for example, during one time it gives you a very very uh, very vague clues. But dur- to solve one puzzle or one part of the puzzle, you for example have to blow into your microphone for like two seconds and then it does uh, okay. So that's one way. And there's lots of lots of more th- ways to use it, and all of them are accessible. Pick and they have made that accessible. The app has great, great uh, sounds uh, to 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 um, to let you know what's happening. So that's one of the nominees. Um, another game uh, is Crafting Kingdom, which uh, a lot of people do play, where you have to uh, build your own empire, and that's also uh, the developers showed up interest uh, in. Um, in, in accessibility. In accessibility, yes, and they have made that accessibly accessible. I uh, I have um, played it a bit. I'm not very good with games because uh, I I tend to use my phone either for like social media or to listen things. I'm I, I usually do play <coughs> games when I'm on flights and I have lots of free time and I don't I can't walk around and do do anything so then I start looking at all those apps I have downloaded to my phone and never used and and I discover lots of interesting things so uh yeah I I'm not very good uh, with games personally but crafting kingdom I have tried and um definitely um definitely uh um good app. You would recommend it? I do. Yeah, of course I would. Okay. Then there is uh, Dolphin Easy Reader which is designed uh, for readers with uh, dyslexia. So uh, and uh, and uh, low vision and blindness. Uh, so it uh, gives you direct access to uh, browse uh, different libraries across the world for digital uh, magazines, and newspapers and books. 
Mm-hmm. Interestingly, I'm not sure. Um, is it available in Estonia? Because I seem to have missed the launch of this app. I haven't personally tried it, so I can't give you the recommendation. Yeah, me, me neither. I know that the same app is also uh, available for Android. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, but I haven't tested it yet. Okay. So, yeah. So let's go ahead. Uh, then there is Envision AI, uh, which is another. This year um, and the end of the last year saw a lot of uh, apps which actually did similar things. Uh, so based on your photos or or what your camera sees, they describe you things. And Envision AI is one of them. It reads your text. It uh, describes you people. You can um, you can teach it objects and uh, people. So you can say that this is. Uh, this is uh, this is um, I don't know. You can you can you can teach it like cans and different things. For example, in your fridge, and when you take a picture of them, it tells you what those are. So Envision AI is a very uh, quickly uh, quick and uh, nice app to use. Mm-hmm. Um, then there is Land of Livia, another game uh, which I personally haven't played, mm, but it does do uh, role playing a lot. Land of Livia is is a game where which which you can play during your day. Actually, maybe it's good for me because uh, it doesn't take up lots of your time. You do it like very bit by bit, so you have to like spend like a minute on it uh, with one go, and then um, stuff happens, and then you come back to it later and you do your things. I haven't uh, played it either uh, right now, but uh, maybe that would be helpful. Then there is the famous Microsoft Seeing AI, which we already mentioned a bit, um, which is the great application which also uh, describes your people and uh, and uh, tells you uh, what's on the picture. By the way, Seeing AI has a great feature, which also is a good icebreaker in uh, conversations because it uh, tells you the approximate age of the person when you take the picture. And uh, when I have told it to some of my uh, lady friends, they are always very curious. What age does the app tell they are? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when I when I mentioned it, that yeah, yeah, there's this app because you know sometimes they ask like, how can you do this and can you do that? Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I I usually tell people like there's an app for that and it can do this and you know that it can also tell the age and then we have to take pictures of everybody. And uh, uh, and have the app tell their age, and it's 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 always great fun because you know it always doesn't get it correct, but uh, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting and definitely uh, one of my favorite apps uh, on my phone's home screen because I use it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Seeing AI, by the way, has also the features like uh, the money. Oh yeah, of course. And- and the light detection exactly, uh, and, you, and it has colors as well now. So. It has colors and it has the uh, uh, barcode. Scanner oh yes, barcode well. scanner, yeah, which is very yeah. useful. So uh, yeah, I'm I since I don't use the iPhone, I didn't have the chance of uh, using the app yet. Yet, but uh, I know that Microsoft launched a survey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Microsoft launched survey um, about a month ago, and uh, basically they are preparing the Android version of Seeing AI. Uh, they didn't say when is it coming out. Um, we suppose this year. Um, whether it is going to be summer or in fall, we we don't know yet. But for sure, the Android version of Seeing AI is coming, and if I'm correct, it should have 
the same features as the iPhone version. So basically, um, it will be very, very similar to the, let's say, Be My Eyes app, which is now able on both platforms. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is the, And this is really going to be re really nice because people, even with both platforms, will be able to use it. So I, I can't wait to, to try it. Definitely, this is this is an app worth uh, trying. I do I do agree with you. It's 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 a great app. And have you uh, have you tried their uh, money reader in com in comparison with the other ones for for the iPhones and how? I actually, to be honest, I haven't tested it because I very rarely use cash myself these days. Okay, yeah. Okay. I usually prefer go uh, card, and I don't have any cash at home either right now. So <laughs> I couldn't uh, do the test here at the moment uh, as well. Um, so yeah, um, but uh, I I should give it a try at some point. Mm -hmm. And the last app in the uh, Hall of Fame nominees is Weather Guards, which is a great weather application. It why why I do like it uh, is um, it builds soundscapes live based on their weather conditions. So if it's raining, you can hear raining sounds. If it's windy, you can hear wind noises. If it's sunny, you have birds, and uh, it gives you very detailed information hour by hour. Of your um, uh, of the of the weather, you can get notifications there, and it of course is very very accessible as well. So those are the apps you have. You can go to applevis.com and um, vote for your favorites. And uh, yeah, lots of great apps. That's why I love smart technology. That it's so easy to gain new features. Like absolutely, if if you yeah. think like seeing AI, for example, what it can do. Like 10 years ago, if there would have been a device for that, it would have been very expensive, very exclusive, and, uh, you know, you cannot get updates to it so easily. Right now, you just download a free application, and you can do so much. So I, I do love those apps and uh, all of those, uh, all, of, oh, all yeah. of apps. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree on that, because um, this is really amazing what we are able to accomplish only with the one device in our exactly. pockets. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, because, for example, let's uh, let, let's give concrete examples. Uh, I don't know. Let's say the color identifier uh, on the smartphone today, or is it? Or it's free? Or it costs very little? Yeah. Maybe a few euros. Half of a sandwich. And yeah. <laughs> and you know, ten years ago, if you wanted to be independent as a blind person, you would need to purchase the color identifier yourself, uh, which you are able to do that even today, but still these devices cost like 100 euros yeah. or more. And uh, this is only one example. The, the, the other example is are the money readers uh, as devices or, or Compass. Uh, I mean, there are, there are blind people uh, who are very good in orientation mobility and there are people who are hiking around. Yes. So when you're, when you're spending lots of time outside and in the nature, it's uh, normal that you want to know where you have to go and which which side of the world you are facing. And uh, before, if you wanted to know such information as a blind person, you have, you would have to purchase a, a compass, which also costed like hundred euros or something like that. And today you have like talking compass devices or. If you are using various GPS applications, uh, which are a little bit more specialized towards uh, blind or visually impaired people, uh, they would give you if you if your phone would su supports the sensor for for compass, 
then you would get correct information just as as directly as it, it works live so when you when you turn it gives you the direction north northwest southeast uh, even even the and you can get the information like announced in the degrees or as much as you want so it's customizable and it's it's, it's really amazing exactly i mean and, and these are just few examples oh there's so many like navigation yeah, 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 as you mentioned like gps absolutely. devices yeah. used to be very expensive and all of those i think next uh, next time we do the podcast we should list one of our uh, or several of our favorite apps um sure. because i am very i am very interested what people do use on androids uh all day uh and all the all the time so i think we should do mm -hmm. it uh next oh, time yeah. uh, regarding the, the navigation i just remember uh a snap <laughs> from the google's io this year because they said that uh the google maps is going to work now with the google assistant uh much much more efficiently than mm. it used to mm -hmm. and they announced that uh google maps will be able to tell you what are you looking at uh, if you look through the camera of oh. your smartphone. Okay, that's so, interesting. That could so be very much helpful as well. Yes, that, that, that could be very, very helpful. So I'm really curious to see what, what will happen with that because personally I'm uh, subscribed to their beta channel for Google Maps. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we as a beta testers should get this feature in a few weeks, I suppose, and uh, I, I'm really curious to see how it will work. So maybe we can already talk about this next uh, time. Yes, we will see how the testing process uh, goes, but uh, if we will have more info about it for sure. But yes, there are already the apps that we can cover for the next episode, that's, that's for sure. Excellent. This go. was a coverage of our first episode uh, of the EBO Access Cast. Um, of course, this was the introductory episode, so you can expect much more in the upcoming episodes, which will be published once a month. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you will get the information in our show notes. But uh, we will have our Twitter accounts for the EBO Access account, and uh, you will find everything in the show notes, how to contact us. So we are open for any future suggestions and actually free to we're open for actually submissions as well. I think if you have a uh, demo of a product or an application, feel free to share it with us. Of course, and we can um, and we can uh, we can play your demos as long as uh, you know they are useful to everybody else as well. Yeah, if you want to make the demos, you can do it uh, on your phone. It's not a problem as long as you have a. Uh, application for recording exactly. the sound uh, it's it's probably decent enough we can mix it and yep do the all the all the cooking in the background of course to be done <laughs> <laughs> so you will sound good and professional yes all right uh, I will say hello once more to our friends Bark and Bir Bart and Birkir who were not able to join us today but we hope to see them uh, in the next episode. And uh, see you next time. Yes, thank you for listening. And uh, but see you next time. Thank you for listening. This has been EBU Access Cast. Access Cast. Access Cast.